Welcome to the new Earth Architectress, where we'll be exploring together what is an architectress? What is the new Earth? And how is the evolution in consciousness paving the way for your leading role in architecture? I'm your host, Aisha Rose Melody Hassan, and I'm so excited to share with you what's possible when you lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and your divine calling. If you're a woman architect or designer who's hearing a deep call to take your stand as an ancient temple builder of the future, welcome. Now is the time and we are the ones. Hello, hello. Today I want to talk to you about how I partner with nature and the spirit of the land to help my clients give birth to sanctuaries that nourish their souls, nourish their properties, and lay the foundations for resilience, lay the foundation for um, the right alignment, lay the foundations for uh, abundance to flow through, for health, for healing, and and more importantly, an integration, a grounding in, uh, an embodiment uh, that is so needed for us in this time to experience in order for our souls to unfold. So what does that look like on a practical level? Well, first of all, what is partnering with nature? What is partnering with the spirit of the land? Um, I received guidance uh, prior to really embarking on this new journey as, as an architectress. Um, I received guidance from Gaia and the nature spirits to totally transform the way we practice architecture. And the nature spirits you know, flat out told me we need to be part of the the design process and they want to be at the design table. You know, so many architects, you know, firms, you can imagine the, the big boardroom or the meeting room. You've got the client at the table. You've got the architect and uh, her team at the table. You've got maybe um, the engineer, you've got the builder, uh, maybe someone, you know, the city official, if it's, if it's, let's say a public building and on and on. Well, what about bringing the spirit of the land to the table? What about bringing nature to the design table? Um, and I'm not, saying this in a, a conceptual poetic way, I mean it flat right out. And how do we do this? We do this through accessing our imagination, our intuition, tapping into our soul, tapping into that, that connection that we have to source, to the depths of the earth, to the wisdom below, uh, above and below, right? And, um, and we're able to receive guidance, receive pr quite practical guidance uh, from the spirit of the land uh, when it comes to project development. It opens the way for a more easeful process uh, and in you know, on the side of the architect in terms of, you know, looking at it from our perspective 
and in terms of our workflow, uh, visioning and partnering with the spirit of the land um, helps to open the way for our ease in in the work in the workflow and to receive visions that are totally aligned with the energetics of our properties or or our clients' properties. So receiving visions for what? Receiving visions for a garden, receiving visions for the shape of a roof, receiving visions for um, the shape and form and number of windows, receiving visions for the direction and orientation of a building. Doesn't always have to be, you know, if you're wanting to be sensitive to sustainable design, I challenge you and say, you don't have to worry about always facing south. The spirit of the land actually may guide you in a different direction and say, nah, you better be facing north. Or, I mean, they, you know, they're not, the spirit of the land is not speaking in such a threatening manner, although I have encountered some uh, properties where there were quite angry beings. The, the spirit of the land was quite angry because of the years and years and years of damage that humanity had done to it because of uh, the disrespect, the dishonoring. Um, so so, the pro- so what we receive in terms of practical guidance from the spirit of the land is vision for, let's say, the optimal location of a, pro- uh, of a, of a home, of a dream home for your clients. Um, the optimal location for pathways, for roadways, for the garage, uh, for garden, for uh, the central library of the community. So it is so critical to, to step into that space of alignment as an architect and pave the way in such a way that you, almost like you're leading a ceremony. And of course, all of you, based on your signature energy, will be and are doing it in your own unique way. Um, But there are some critical anchor points uh, that form the essential structure uh, to make the magic happen, okay, with your clients and with their properties. And I'm opening a small window into this world of how I work. Um, and I hope that it will benefit you. I know it will. Uh, I, I, I feel very deeply, uh, very strongly that you are ready. You are ready as a woman architect, designer, landscape architect, interior designer to, to cross a certain threshold and start speaking about the spiritual energetics of place, the spiritual energetics of your clients their souls and weaving all of that wisdom into a totally new way of designing. So there's some steps that I go through um, and I, and I want to mention, I'm going to be hosting a free online studio on Monday, uh, April 11th at 9 a.m. Eastern. I will uh, pass on some information. You'll, you can go to my website um, I'll be hosting a, a free webinar where I'm going to open up more of the details of how I work and how you can create a healing sanctuary that attracts abundance, um, vitality, and joy. Um, so I'll be talking about some essential keys there. 
But today, you know, really stepping back uh, and taking a look at nature, the spirit of the land, um, how do we connect with the spirit of the land and nature uh, as designers to really receive the vision that is aligned with our clients' souls? Now, when you create a sacred vessel between you and your clients and the land, and from the get-go, you 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 uh, you carve out that space and you include your clients and the spirit of the land as as critical participants. Then um, and and you know I personally work with you know an opening ceremony. Um, and we we pay gratitude to the land, and we uh, identify some intentions and also some obstacles uh, that clients are the clients are facing. You know, I often work with couples, and there can be a whole number of um, karmic uh, issues that. Um, challenges that can come up when looking for land, when purchasing land, when um, wanting to design a dream home. It can be really challenging for couples, especially um, if they have children as well, um, or it's actually not important. You could be at any age uh, and any uh, point in your life. It can be challenging, really challenging to design a home together. As an example, when you're in a group, if you're a community of, let's say, five, six, seven, eight, thirteen, um, a core leadership circle of building a community that also has equal uh, challenges um, and so on and so on. And so it's so important to create a spiritual energetic structure uh, of union, of connection, of a certain caliber and coherence that creates a solid structure for the magic to happen, for the wisdom and, and vision to come through. Now, uh, us humans <laughs> uh, with, with our beautiful minds uh, tend to assume that we can build anything anywhere, anytime, on any given property. And so our, my clients often get really excited and they're like, oh, I want to do this there. I want to do that there. Take a look at this magazine picture. You know, like I'm, I'm like, no, we got to do this here. We got without asking the land, the spirit of the land for permission. OK, uh, without giving an offering, without acknowledgement. Right. And some of my clients are conscious that they're already starting to, they're already doing these, this kind of work, but it, it does take a step to, there's a, there's a gap, you know, they're off, they're doing, some of them are, you know, soul centered healers, transformational leaders that are doing their spiritual work. But when it comes to building your own home and I, and I'll be honest, I all, I'm currently building my own home with my partner, with my husband. We have a son. He's eight years old. We are facing a lot of challenges. And, you know, there there are times and I may actually even seek out some support from some of my colleagues. A third party is always super helpful to 
uh, mediate, <laughs> to mediate and to to balance the the male and female, and to balance um, the different characters uh, within the relationship. So. Yeah, you could be doing your yoga. You could be doing your meditation already. I mean, uh, this is this is speaking on uh, you know on behalf of the clients uh, or to, to the clients, but bringing all of that wisdom into the act of building is a whole other ball game. It's a whole other ball game. So there are some essential elements that need to be adjusted and anchored in in order to pave the way for the visioning process to occur. And I create uh, time containers. Uh, something I've witnessed uh, with, with architects is, I mean, sure, we, you know, we do have contracts that have times and schedules, but often uh, they get drawn out due to over design, over drawing of layouts. Um, it, they just get drawn out. They really get drawn out. And something that you budgeted to end, a project to end, um, you know, after three months ends up en ending after six months. That's because there is a loose intentional container or non-intention there's a loose energetic container. We have the power through our consciousness, through our word, to set intentions. And now this is where us as the new earth architectresses <laughs> have the power to be holding that torch, holding that stake in the ground for our clients. Super important energetically. So partnering with the spirit of the land, the land is acknowledged, we're caring for the land, we're asking the land questions, we're asking for guidance. Now, the guidance can come through in many different shapes and forms, but the key tool, the key bridge, the key catalyst for receiving vision is to really tap into your imagination. For so many years now, uh, in the old paradigm, we've been taught that our imagination is worth nothing. We've been taught that our imagination is worth nothing. Oh, it's just a figment of your imagination. Oh, you're just imagining things. The imagination is a powerful, powerful tool. I mean, Einstein uh, talked about this a lot. Um, and so when we're tapping into our capacity to imagine, we then start to play with the spirit realm. We then start to play with the nature spirits on the land. We start to be able to receive information from Gaia. And they love it. They enjoy it. And they'll be honest. They'll be uh, frank. They'll be um, providing important steps along the way but in order for us to be open to receiving this uh, information all of us clients architect whoever is involved in the in the project team we must be open to how it comes and there are so many different ways that the the messages can arise can come 
we can experience synchronicities. Um, you know, uh, spirit animals may may come in certain moments of a visioning session or on a drive home. You may hear a song with certain lyrics, uh, and this goes for the architect and the client, the builder, engineer, whoever is part of the team. Um, you may hear a song with specific lyrics passing on a, a certain message on a drive back from a site visit. Uh, you may you may receive clear vision. You know, if you're a seer, if you're a clairvoyant, you may see the building, see the garden. Uh, you may see some relationship dynamics between your clients. Uh, you may see, um, mm, this often happens. Um, it's happened a few times with, with, with my clients where the vision doesn't, the vision for the building doesn't come yet immediately because there's some other uh, there are some other pieces on the property that need attention and care and for example maybe a, a small altar needs to be built on a certain part of the property or something needs to be acknowledged or or something that they never imagined before needs to get designed and perhaps even built first like oh my god the kindergarten we need to do the homeschooling kindergarten for the community first before we think about designing our house or doing an addition on our existing house etc etc so it is so important to enter the sacred vessel without being attached to our uh what our mind is saying right uh, and often that comes out of fear, survival consciousness. Um, and I'm talking and even I'm talking about both sides, talking about the architect and and the client. Uh, we need to really be coming in, stepping into this into the sacred container um, without any preconceived ideas about how things should be, even even with when it comes to bringing all of our knowledge uh, of um, you know energetics, perhaps you are uh, exploring and studying feng shui, uh, biogeometry, uh, you know house healing, uh, you know uh, vastu. Like there's so many, um, you know geomancy, and those are all valuable. Those are all valuable. But entering into the container, entering like a child with your imagination and open to anything is possible is the best place to be. And there are preparations that I lead my clients on to do this, to, to be ready, okay? And it's not a one-time thing. It's a muscle to be exercised and it is uh, critical for empowering them so that they can be the best stewards of their land. Will they, are, am I saying that, you know, when we go through this process that everything is going to be all rainbows and butterflies and, um, you know, they're not going to run into any problems down the road? No, that, you know, it, what I'm talking about is, I mean, because construction can be challenging. You know, there's budget involved, finding the right materials in this, in this day and age, 
the entire world is going through a lot of huge economic crisis um, on so many levels, and it's beginning to be harder and harder to find certain resources, materials. Um, and so there's a lot of decision making that needs to be made at each phase, each step of the way. And what often happens is in the big, in a, in a more conventional design approach, the design gets um, propelled um, motivated by, um, in, sparked by the by unaligned intentions on part of the clients and also the architect. You know, maybe the architect is secretly wanting <laughs> wanting this project to be their their prize uh, project, and you know is like trying to like really sneak in every single you know. Um, architectural fanciful wonder i mean if 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 it's a it's a high level high paying client right and they really just want this project for the magazines what's your motivation is it because you want to be famous this architects have this you know i mean of course architects are come in all different shapes and forms but the the leaders of firms of you know we and and it's i get it i get it we want to create form we want to create beauty we want to accomplish this we want to show the world what how what is possible to build and so i don't mean this in the sense that oh architects must be more humble and you know you know not shine their light and i don't mean that but what's the motivation behind the project right um, and likewise for the clients, I, I find so many times that clients on a subconscious level are designing for their parents on a subconscious level or designing for society, wanting to create their house in order to impress others in their community or, right? Um, and sometimes it can be so subtle, like you would never guess, you would have never guessed. Uh, and so it's important as the new earth architectress to be really, uh, to be listening, listening to uh, one of my elder mentors uh, within a, in a business uh, coaching group that I'm in, Connor Sauer. Uh, is is a is she's a, a phenomenal elder and an expert in human design. She she always reminds us about this this act of listening and being able to read the field. Read the field, and so that is that is your job as the new Earth architectress to read the field, create the anchor and read the field of energies that are coming through. And some of the energies coming from the spirit of the land may not be so pleasant. Like, let's talk about that, the dark forces. There is a part of me that, you know, I hit a recent threshold uh, where there are moments where it's like, I don't know if I'm equipped to handle these dark forces. You know, it can be scary. And they can come in all shapes and forms. 
And um, the more the more I anchor in and trust my connection to source, the more I um, work with my shadows, the more I, I take care of myself, do self-care, uh, the more ready I am to hold space for for energies that may not be so pleasant and that energies that at first may seem too overwhelming to to work with and to perhaps transmute you know they they too want to be part of the design process in the sense that they need to be heard as well our shadows can be some of the darkest darkest grittiest dirtiest things and we don't we don't want to be looking at them the land is like us the land is a body the land is a body and the land is our mirror we attract a certain property and a certain scenario uh, of building a home renovating a home perhaps you've attracted an existing home garden, um, community, um, trailer house, uh, trailer park, trailer park. Uh, you know, there's so many different models of living. Um, you attract all of these for a reason. You have an energetic blueprint that vibrates at a certain frequency to attract your environment to attract the land. And so that is why it is ever more critical to be tuning into the spirit of the land and communicating with the land through your imagination, through your spiritual gifts. You all have spiritual gifts. You all have them. Some of them may be a bit hidden away. Some parts of your shadow may be suppressing them. Some, um, you feel some of them may feel vague i get this uh, a lot like this fuzziness vague you're unsure can i trust the message i've received but you all have it and it is a it is a gift that can be exercised like a muscle and it is integral to the new way of building it is integral to the new way of building So when my clients uh, partner with me, when we go through this, this sacred journey that I lead them on, uh, and we, you know, we're, we're working, well, you'll find out in the webinar. You'll, I'm not gonna, not gonna reveal that much. Uh, join the webinar uh, if you wanna hear more about my, my unique process and how you can, um, learn about the essential keys to create sanctuaries that attract abundance, vitality, and joy, and uh, not only for yourself, but for your clients. I mean, this process has healed me as an architect on so many levels, on so many levels. And I'm excited to share more about that. It has a lot to do with creating boundaries. It has a lot to do with delineating 
what you're available for, what you're not available for, and being really crystal clear with the um, the creation that you want to speak forth in this world. Really being clear with what your purpose is, really being clear with what uh, your desires are and what makes you happy, what brings you joy. So my clients are you know the 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 way that we work is that then the vision comes it it unfolds as it's supposed to it unfolds as it's supposed to and what's so super awesome and amazing is that the vision sometimes comes through my clients and not myself and they start sketching they start drawing they start dreaming they wake up in the morning and go oh my god i just received vision their guides their spirit guides come to them in the form of animal spirits, tree spirits, water, the elements, um, angelic beings, star beings, things that maybe, you know, they, and they guys, they, they not guys, but they, they can come in different forms. They can come in many different uh, forms and ways. Uh, and so it, you know, goes back to the listening like I would, I would, you know, if we talked about a percentage, right, of, you know, you know, for architects, I'd say, I'm just going to throw a number out there, you know, 75% of the time, I think it's so critical for us to be listening, to be in a space of listening, opposed to doing. So much time saved so e- the process becomes so much more easeful i i continue to amaze myself um be amazed at the more i anchor in this sacred structure the sacred vessel which is defined there's a certain length of time that i produce uh, or co-create with my clients a conceptual to schematic design level uh level of project and this includes the landscape as well as the building i i I include it all it's all one big thumping pumping uh organism it's all one big orchestra right and sometimes we need to even pay attention to um, certain geomantic phenomenon in the region and what i mean by that is maybe there's a sacred mountain off in the region that we need to go to. There was uh, one moment where it was clear I received vision that we needed to go totally off property, drive all the way to a, um, a sacred spring that people would fill up their big jugs of water to and we needed to do ceremony there and we needed to honor the water there and the water spirits. And we brought the water and did a healing ceremony uh, all together. And it's, you know, being in the moment, being in the moment, being in the moment, listening, listening, listening to the signs. And a lot comes, a lot transforms for my clients in um, in this process. 
really the the point and the ultimate goal is to create architecture indoors or outside or in indoors or outdoors that anchors in your client's soul's purpose and highest potential anchors in the best that they can be in this life anchors in their dreams and forms the way you carve the forms the way you receive vision from the spirit of the land listening for the cues they all become like acupuncture points on the land carving this great beautiful work of art this 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 uh this music musical piece and it can be so simple at times and and like over the top amazing organic crazy form like it doesn't matter it's what's important is is it going to to nourish your client souls i always was never comfortable with the word style in architecture i was always never comfortable with that word and um and of course i learned a lot from different styles of architecture different eras different expressions and i and i knew there was something deeper behind that and when i started to study rudolf steiner and uh, studied organic architecture and um and did my you know studies in uh esoteric studies and looking at the kind of impulses that influence the consciousness of each and every culture then i can st- start to go okay well there's something valuable behind the styles um there's a reason why um modernism got birthed right there's a reason there was an impulse behind gaudi's work it was important that it came at a certain time in the evolution of consciousness but now we're really stepping into a new paradigm when it comes to um forms when it comes to creating architecture and anything is possible you know you you notice that in people's clothing right like anything it's not like we us women we all need to wear the strapped up whatever the corset and you know the perfect hat and the dress although i wouldn't mind wearing one of those right now <laughs> not not sure about the corset part but the uh the whole beautiful well tailored you know uh costume in a way now anyone can wear whatever they want right and so we're really stepping into this process of everybody's individual expression is shining it's wanting to come forth including your clients. So imagine, right? Imagine the the quality of the 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 signature energy of your client and the form that wants to be birthed there. And and sometimes you'll need to guide your clients through you know sometimes it's not always going to birth through your clients. You you have the gift as a as a seer, as a um as someone who can feel energy who has a strong intuition um 
as the new earth architectress to to really guide them through the best forms that are going to to heal their souls colors right colors in themselves have is a whole language right the whole language so you know wrapping this up it is it is so key to be creating this vessel the sacred vessel to connect with the spirit of the land and nature to anchor in anchor in the blueprint that is going to support your clients in the long term really this is this is long term stuff now i i often give uh advice and exercises for my clients to do so they are more equipped to communicate with the land you know there was a an older paradigm and 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 there it has its place it has its place where let's say the shaman of the community or you know someone who could clear the land a seer would come onto your your property do all the clearing work that needed to happen we see it in indigenous communities a lot uh all different cultures in europe in in the middle east they'd come they know things right they have all these gadgets and tools and crystals and smudging and they're doing these things they're making prayers but it's you notice it's and again it depends on the on the the, the shaman quote unquote or the the guide um it's it's usually the image of that single person going on the land uh clearing it and the owners of the land or whoever is living there may not necessarily know exactly what they did and there is a certain amount of magic that you as the as the architect will bring forth and maybe not mention everything to your clients and i know there's this this question comes a lot to to me from uh architects that i'm mentoring um uh people who have um uh, done my online course you know conversations i've had with with my clients where uh, at least the ones that are designers where they're not comfortable talking about the spiritual energetics of um the land and not comfortable about speaking that maybe that's a that's i'm going to not note this um speaking to clients about spiritual stuff okay it's like oh what if they get creeped out by me what if this i think that's a topic i'm going to i'm going to uh save this for another episode. Uh this is a really important topic. It has a lot to do with you and what you want to do and and what kind, you know, what kind of people you want to work with and it also requires some perception shifts. Um uh and and a knowledge that we are not living in the old paradigm anymore and that more and more people are open to this. So I'm going to leave it there. Now where was I? Ah! Oh, there's so much. There's so much I want to share. Um I think this gives you a good idea, a window into into the the benefits uh for your clients and for yourself to work in this way. Um I will be talking about more details uh and revealing some more keys in my webinar on uh on I keep on saying March. I'm still in March. 
April 11th on Monday. Okay, so that's next week uh, at 9 a.m. Uh, I'm just jotting this down, 9 a.m. Eastern time. And so you'll get the information soon. Uh, go to my website at AishaRoseMelodyHassan.com and you can get the uh, your access uh, or go to my Instagram or Facebook. So uh, I hope this was helpful. I am so eager to hear from you about, you know, what's brewing inside you as an architect, a designer, um, someone who's really feeling the call to be pioneering uh, this work in your own unique way. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message and uh, bye for now and uh, talk to you all next time. Thank you for tuning into the new Earth Architectress. It's my intention to inspire more women architects and designers to come out of hiding and unleash their intuitive powers to lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and their divine calling while making a powerful impact on Earth. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with women who you know are feeling the nudges to take the big leap and bridge spirit with design. You can find out more about me and the New Earth Architect Dress Movement by visiting AishaRoseMelodyHassan.com. Until next time, gule gule.